Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Conley. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing the book Jesus Brom, Life Gets Fun When You Love People Like God Does, by John Weiss. This is a motivating book, uh, not an academic book, uh, much like most of the books that I've discussed on this podcast. I found this one very inspiring, though, and much needed in my life. If you've been listening to the other episodes, I've been focusing a lot on how Jesus acts and the context of situations and to get a better understanding of Jesus. This book focuses a lot more on being like Jesus and on loving people like Jesus does. These are things that I need work on and in fact, I've been having problems with lately, so it was a very timely read for me. It made me aware of a lot of things that I need to work on in my life. Again, I found it very inspiring. I didn't find it browbeating. However, it did address a number of issues. So I hope to have more books like this in future podcasts. In preparing for this podcast, I was reminded of a few stories about you know, personifying and being more like uh, what we study and what we are trying to be. There's that one story of a young man who travels many miles from his home village to study under a rabbi. And this rabbi is well reputed. When he returns home, his family and friends ask him, okay, so what did you learn from this rabbi? And the young man says, I learned how the rabbi ties his shoelaces. And what that means is that everything that the rabbi did kind of exemplified what he was teaching or personified what he was teaching. Likewise, there's another story about Ryokin. He's a, a, an eccentric Zen master who lived the life of a hermit. He was like a, a poet, Zen master back in ancient Japan. There's a book, there's a story in the book, uh, Sky Above Great Wind, The Life and Poetry of Zen Master Ryokin. Essentially, the gist, the gist of the story is that Ryokin, he's living the life of a hermit in poverty, but he's gaining a reputation of wisdom, and his own household beckons for him. So this household is multi-generational, I guess, as many houses were and even are in Japan. So the problem was is that they were having issues with a, a wayward son. And they wanted Ryokin to s s give some sort of stern advice or admonishment, straighten this kid out. So Ryokin agrees and stays a few days with this family. But he doesn't say anything at all. So he's there for several days, says absolutely nothing, and the, the parents of this boy are thinking, when is he going to say something? When is he going to straighten our boy out? 
but he doesn't. So Ryokin, he's getting ready to leave. And just as he's getting ready to leave, he calls the boy down to help him tie up the laces on his sandals. So the boy does, and he's doing up the laces, and he feels this wetness in the back of his neck. And he looks up, and he sees Ryokin, and Ryokin is crying. And the boy realized that he had been hurting people through his conduct. And through that word, the, that wordless action, Ryokin just crying, that boy straightened out and changed his ways. That's more the life that I want to live. I, I want my actions to show that I am a disciple of Christ even down to tying up my shoelaces, if that's possible. But I'd like to discuss a few things that really resonated with me with Jesus' prom. There's three sayings that I'd like to share with you that I found in the book that really helped me. And again, this book was very timely for me. Perhaps it's something I say may be helpful to you as well. The first saying is, treat other people better than they treat you. Okay, so uh, Jesus treated people better than people treated Jesus. The book also says that in Philippians 2.3, Paul says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. So this saying really resonated with, with me, and in fact it was an answer to a dilemma that I was having. I was visiting this elderly woman and just doing uh, these little visits there. Sometimes I would take out her garbage, those kinds of things. But there were times where I would go over there and she, I felt she was being rude to me. She'd say, oh, you're interrupting my favorite television show. There was a time where she yelled at me to leave because she wanted to eat and she didn't want me to be around. These kinds of things. And I, I admit I allowed myself to be offended by it and I was resentful. But in reading this book, I realized that it's important for me to love her and whoever she wants to reciprocate is fine. But I think that's a really good life hack. Um, uh, certainly a way of conduct that I'm going to remember. I should always be striving to treat people better than they treat me. I shouldn't be expecting reward or kindness in return. That shouldn't be the reason. It should be because I want to love people like Jesus loves people. Another saying that really resonated with me is, grace is the face love wears when it meets imperfection. Again, I really needed to read this. This is a something I really need to work on, is having more patience with people and grace and charity for people that do things that I find improper or immoral or maybe even mean or unconscious. I find that I sometimes carry around resentment and that I would 
I want to say things. And sometimes I just don't have a lot of patience around certain people. So that, you know, grace is the face love wears when it meets imperfection. So I need to be exercising my grace muscles, my charity muscles. That's something I really need to work on. And this book, I found it motivating in that way. Another saying is, generosity is not measured by how much we give away. Generosity is measured by how much we keep for ourselves. There's a story in the book about how there was a sermon, I guess given by the pastor, John Weiss himself. But essentially the message was to go out and show God's love for people through your actions. And this one family went to a waffle restaurant in that town, and they were talking to the waiter, who was a art student, but was unable to continue his education. I guess he was working at this waffle house trying to make money. He was in a lot of debt. Uh, and as they got to know him and chat with him, they realized that they could show God's love uh, through them uh, to this person. So they ended up writing him a check to cover his debt. They also left the keys to their blue Volvo. The automobile that they drove up to the restaurant in, they left the keys of that for that young art student so that he could continue his studies and that he would be able to drive to school along with a check. And then they walked home. This family walked home. That really hit me as highly charitable and very loving. Again, uh, they're saying is uh, generosity is not measured by how much we give away. Generosity is measured by how much we keep for ourselves. And finally, they have a saying too, is like Jesus asked a blind man named Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, that's always the question loves ask. What can I do for you? There's been times where, many, many times where I've had to be asked to provide help before I will provide help. And many people aren't in a position to ask. They are depressed. They are ashamed of the situation that they're in. They are feeling alone, and so they don't ask for help. I'm, that's very common. But they hope and pray that someone will be inspired and call them and reach out to them and ask, what can I do for you? I was just thinking about you. Can, is there anything I can do to help you? That's the kind of love we need to exemplify. That's the kind of love that Jesus has for us. If we don't know that, then I pray you will know that Jesus loves you that much and more. And we need to channel that love, personify that love, be, be an exemplar of, of that kind of love, that higher quality of love 
as the book says, uh, for people in need. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jesus in Books. I do highly recommend the book. Again, the book is Jesus Prom. Life gets fun when you love people like God does. There is several stories in there of things that they've done to help people. It also explains the title. One of the things that they did explains the the title of the book. There's also a dollar club that they had. And these are really great ideas to help people. And I found it very inspiring. I hope that you are inspired too. Thank you for joining me on Jesus and Books. Hope you'll join me next time. God bless. Thank you.